bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between. This is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. It's another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, talking about everything in Districts 1 and 2 in the state of Idaho. Brandon Maney with Ryan Skaggs. Back after a little two-week hiatus, Ryan, how, how did the holidays treat you? Uh, good. Uh, got a chance to hang out with family and spend some time and shout out to all the parents out there that have to deal with uh, birthdays around Christmas and New Year, um, myself being one of them. Uh, kind of makes things tough for the kids to plan uh, a solid birthday party coming out of, you know, a day where they get a gob of presents. And then a week later, you're like, oh, yeah, by the way, it's your birthday. Here you go. <laughs> so uh, your birthday or your son's birthday? My son's birthday is, is actually this Friday. So it's been cool. Yeah. The present shopping kind of has to take place before Christmas. Otherwise you're not going to find Jack squat when you go out there. Now the shelves are empty still. Yeah. That can be problematic. My, my older brother, his, he was born on new year's Eve. So his birthday's on December 31st. Stinks, man. I feel bad for him. It's like, yeah, everybody already hung out like a week ago. You want to come back for a, a birthday party? <laughs> so, yeah. I feel bad, but shout out to all the parents that have to deal with that and the yeah. kids, I guess. Yeah, it's funny. I, I have two brothers, older and younger. Older brother is December 31st. Younger brother is December 3rd. And then I'm I'm like precisely six months away, May 24th. So like Perfect. I feel like they I feel like those two get shortchanged in the birthday department and I don't because it's far enough away, right? Yeah, and mine's like two weeks before Thanksgiving. So yeah, I kind of feel the, the pain of those winter babies that have to have birthdays late in the year. Mine always being in the middle of like football season too, growing up. So it was like, oh, sweet. I guess I'm not doing anything. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Very true. Um, so you might be wondering, where were we last week? Did we take it off for the holidays? No. Ryan was ready and willing and able to do a podcast. I was not. Ryan, we got a lot of things in common. We both love sports. We're both built by beef. And now we both had COVID-19 as well. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you you seem to be doing a lot better than I was on your as far as your recovery goes. So I'm glad that you're doing well and you're back with us. But uh obviously no fun to catch it. It definitely does stink. Yes, I you you got the like the full, like the original uh COVID-19 I, I got the Omicron variant which is just like a bad cold but it it really did knock me out for about 10 days and I still am slowly working my way back my voice comes and goes and all that fun stuff but nobody wants to hear about that what they want to hear about is <laughs> they want to hear about what's been going on up in North Idaho and there's been a lot of exciting basketball stuff now a quick refresher uh, here on the North Idaho PrepCast, which you can listen to at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. Video version as well on the idahosports.com YouTube channel and Facebook page. Uh, but each week, Ryan, uh, we've got your North Idaho 9. It's your power rankings, uh, 5A all the way down to 1A of, of the best basketball teams up north. And we always have a little graphic that we include on, on the video um, side of things. Otherwise, if you're listening, we'll go through the list one through nine. Where do you want to start, boys or girls basketball? This uh, let's start on the girls' side. I think there was some interesting stuff that took place in the last couple of weeks, obviously, since we had our last episode. Um, you know, we knew Lake City and Pulse Falls were down in Vegas at uh, that tournament doing well. Um, you know, Lake City is continuing to roll. I mean, they're they're number one, obviously, in our ranking, but um, the T-Wolves are looking solid, which will actually have their game against, which is going to be an awesome one, uh, playing Coeur d'Alene this Friday night. So we'll actually be able to have uh, North Idaho game nights coming back this week. 
um, and and choosing a, a worthy game, I think, for both the boys and the girls side. Um, that, those Lake City Coeur d'Alene games are going to be great. Um, Coeur d'Alene's a team that, that played pretty tough down in, in, in Boise. They went down uh, before New Year and went down and played pretty well, going 2-1 and one on their road trip down there. Um, <laughs> they had some interesting issues with busing down there and getting stuck in the snow and having to stay the night in a church coming home in the Grand Oregon. So, um, you know, the uh, the Vikings for the boys and girls basketball teams are a little road weary, but um, no, no worse aware. I think that they, you know, luckily didn't have a game early this week. So they're uh, hopefully going to be fresh and, and ready to go, um, kind of shaking off the rust. But um, number four or three, we had Post Falls who ended up winning the Avista tournament down at LCSC in Lewiston, um, defeating Lapway along the way. Uh, to winning that also to, uh, beating Lewiston in the championship game, I think is who they played in the, in the title game for that one. Um, and, uh, you know, taking care of their opponents pretty handily in that tournament uh, with some, some really solid programs on the girls side that were, that were there. Um, they had a pretty balanced with uh, Richland. Washington was there. Um, who's a pretty good basketball powerhouse too in the state of Washington. Um, and uh, so some, some great programs that they, they beat along the way. And uh you know, a, a good win for that Trojan team that I think is very underrated. I mean, those top three teams we're looking at, you know, you're only getting two berths to state. So um, they're going to start slugging it out here in the next over the next couple weeks. Uh, Lapway, obviously in the 1A, they're ranked number one still. You know, their their losses, you know, kind of their losses coming um, in that Avista tournament, they lost to Post Falls and they lost to Richland, who's a 4A school in the state of Washington. I mean, they've got an enrollment like, close to 2000 kids. So, you know, it's, they're, they're holding their own against some really big schools and uh, you know, the wildcats are, are looking like a really solid program still. I don't, I don't put much value in those losses. Um, Timberlake is a team that, you know, they just keep winning, man. They're plugging away. Like we talked about it kind of earlier this year in our preview shows of, of the, you know, the Timberlake squad that, that all they know how to do is win. I mean, they're seven and two right now in the season and, um, you know, I was, they're ranked number four in the, in the latest poll. And, um, I see that Tigers team, they're going to keep it going. I don't, they reloaded, they graduated a ton of kids, but you know, those girls are playing tough ball right now. And, uh, I see that continuing Grangeville's another team that was at that Avista tournament, um, you know, had a tough, couple of tough losses, but, um, they're, that Bulldogs team is tough as well. And, uh, they're going to keep moving through too. I, I think that they're going to, take care of business coming on down the stretch. They should be favored at least in the state tournament to, to place. I don't know if they're going to take home the, the number one trophy, but they're certainly being the mix for, for hardware playing on day three. Um, and then I've got Prairie who, uh, who's uh, beat Kendrick last night. So that was kind of my toss up. It was either Kendrick at seven Prairie at eight or Prairie at seven Kendrick at eight and uh, Prairie ended up winning that game last night. So they're at number seven Kendrick's at eight. And then rounding it out is uh, the surprise team, I think, kind of right now in North Idaho with the Wallace Miners, man. They only have one loss on the year uh, so far, and they're playing some great basketball. So shout out to them and, and you know, entering in the rankings there. And there's some teams that are lurking um, out there. But, you know, Clearwater Valley's out there at 7-3. and three. Lakeside's out there, too. They've only got two losses on the year so far. So couple of teams kind of on the outside looking in, but that's what we've got for the girls ranking so far. I want to start at the bottom of your list with, with Wallace at number nine, because the question is going to be the same as it was in volleyball where we, we know Wallace is good, but yeah. 
District 1 up north only gets a half a bid. So if Wallace wins districts, they have to still play the third place team from the White Pine League over in District 2. So uh, you're looking at, yeah, right district. now it would be Clearwater Valley. Yeah. Yeah. So so my question is, that how do you think Wallace would do in, in a matchup with, with like a, a CB? You know, I don't know. I think we try to find common opponents and it's, they haven't really been there. And so, um, you know, your next next option is just to look at overall body of work. I mean, to to be, you know, eight and one this point in the season, you're, you're doing something right, obviously. Um, I haven't, I mean, I haven't, they're pure, basically purely on record. Uh, I think we'll know more once they enter the meat of their schedule and they play the Lakesides, Genesis Prep. Um, they, they get some of that under their belt. You know, we'll really know a little bit more about who they are. Um, but for right now, they've, they've done their job. I think Clearwater Valley is a solid team. That league is, is an absolute just beast between, you know, Lapway Prairie, Clearwater Valley. You can throw Genesee in the mix, Cameyes in there too. Um, you know, so that, that tournament, anything happens in that turn when they get to that tournament at LCSC for their district tournament. It is a, it's one, it's pretty awesome because it, they play in, you know, what would be like a state tournament type venue. And it does kind of have that feel for each game. Um, so, I mean, kudos to that league for, for choosing that venue for that tournament. Cause it's awesome. It's super cool. And, uh, I would love for us to be able to do a couple games there, maybe this year, or next year in the future. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting that you kind of pose that question because we don't really know until we see it, but I think that they would hold their own. well, I don't know necessarily as far as being battle tested uh, night in and night out like the white pine is. Um, but I mean, for their body of work, they've kind of taken care of business so far for what they've been able to do. Yeah. That white pine league, it's a nice, even eight team league. It's an eight team bracket. It's just, it, it, yeah, you're right. It just, it works. It just works. Uh, when, when we get to districts, uh, yeah. Let's go to the top of your list, and I want to hone in on Coeur d'Alene at number two because you mentioned they went down to the Timber Lion tournament co-hosted by Timberline and Bora, and as fate would have it, Coeur d'Alene got to play the two hosts. They yep. actually handed Timberline their first loss of the season on, on the second day of the tournament, which was very impressive, and then, and then on the third day, they lost to Bora, but again, I don't take too much stock into that loss. It was somewhat close, and it was also the third game in three days yeah you know and it i don't put a ton of stock i think it was just more of a nice test to see kind of where you're at like boar is a solid program timberline's good um you know and, and so to show up down there and and be able to you know step toe to toe with some of the better teams in the 5a rankings in the state and and hand one of them a loss i think splitting just in those last two games is a win i mean in in the grand scheme of things just because you've got to battle so much getting down there it was a long road trip down obviously even longer coming back but they had to spend a couple extra days in boise um just like doing karaoke and some other stuff like trying to keep themselves busy before they could even come home and so you know like uh, i guess i-84 was closed for a while outside of Grande, oregon and so uh you know, things get interesting when you try going that route home. But, uh, yeah, it, uh, that quarterly Vikings team is, is, I don't want to say streaky, but they're, they're sneaky good defensively. And, um, you know, they can cause the hottest shooting teams to have an off night and just by playing decent offense and, but being able to really kind of stand their ground on defense, they're going to be able to, to probably make some noise. I don't know. 
that Lake City team's pretty dang good, but those games are gonna be great. I'm I'm looking forward to the Coeur Lake City post falls. You know those those three teams playing each other throughout the remainder of the season gonna have some awesome games of from because what Coeur did to Sandpoint the other night, who is a Sandpoint team that was actually pretty hot coming into the game. Um, I mean they put the bootstraps to them. It wasn't even close. Yeah, they went on like a 19-0 run. I think at one yeah. point in the first half, I mean, it was insane. It was like 60 to 15 was the final or something like that. So, and yeah. and a standpoint team that's not bad. So, I mean, this Vikings team is is pretty dang solid, let's be honest. Yeah, three teams that are all clearly state tournament worthy, but as a reminder, Inland Empire League gets one and a half bids to state district champ and then runner up gets a play in game to try and earn that second spot. Uh what what would be more difficult right now Ryan, do you think? Trying to drive on a bus from Boise to Coeur d'Alene with with all of the winter uh, weather and problems we've been having or or getting a flight home from Florida to Kendrick because right now the airports are kind of a disaster as well and that's what <laughs> well, Kendrick had to do. Yeah, I don't know if they flew from Spokane or if they flew out of Lewiston. That's the other question too. I mean, Lewiston only has like two connecting flights a day to Salt Lake City. So, um I think they have one that now goes to San Francisco, but um yeah, that's uh that Kendrick one, I mean I mean, my girlfriend tried coming back from DC the day after or two days after Christmas, and she had a 15 hour travel day because of delays. So I'll take that bus ride, guys. At least I can lay down and sleep. I don't know. I spent a lot of time in my day on school buses coaching. So I know what I, I know what I'm capable of on a school bus, but airplanes another story. Well, and at least with this with the bus, you can go around town to different restaurants yeah. or bowling alleys or whatever. Uh, with the with the airport, you're you're pretty much stuck in that airport terminal. Yep. Which sucks. You're married <laughs> to the airplane and the will of the uh, airline industry. So <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that's a good call. No, I didn't really think about that coming back from Florida, but at the same token, I heard that it was like 75 degrees down there. So I I'm not like I'm kind of mad at them. Like they whatever. Like who cares? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you want to complain? Shut up. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, the the Kendrick girls obviously are very good. I think they're the best team in one AD two girls basketball. Um, they're not going to get that respect in the polls because a, a lot of the pollsters just look at the overall records, and there yeah. are some teams that are undefeated that haven't played the schedule Kendrick has. Um, but but Kendrick wanted to challenge themselves, and they they flew down to Orlando, Florida, right after Christmas uh, for a big tournament down there, and they they did pretty well. Yeah, they won two games. I think they went two and one down there. So, I mean, you're picking up wins against, you know, other teams from around the country and they got beat a team from Texas. So, I mean, they're doing something right that, you know, you're you're showing up small school and going down there and getting some victories. I don't care who you play. And then they scheduled a home and home with Prairie this year. I mean, you want to talk about stepping into, into the Lions' den. I mean, you're getting one of the better teams in the state of Idaho in girls basketball twice during your season. And, you know, you're, you have a single digit loss. I mean, so it's, you know, they're going into those games and they're being ultra competitive. Yep. And so I, I would just keep an eye on them as the season progresses. Absolutely. As well. So that's Ryan's North Idaho nine for girls basketball. Let's uh, let's pull up the boys uh, top nine, your power rankings and, and take a look here. A little bit of movement from the last time we did this little movement. Yeah. Uh, that Lapway uh, boys basketball team. Obviously, we saw them beat Coeur d'Alene a couple weeks ago, but they beat Lewiston over the weekend too at the Avista tournament to win the championship there. Um, that, I'm telling you right now, like that one and two right now, 
in boys basketball. That's the one and two for all classifications um, in the state, statewide. Those are the two best teams in the state of Idaho right now in boys basketball. And I'll throw a Waihee in there, maybe as 2A or 2B, you know, type of situation. But nobody wants to play Lapway. Let's, you draw Lapway in your schedule, you're kind of like, oh, man. <laughs> what are we getting ourselves into? Uh, that's a solid, solid team, and, and they're only getting better, and they're young players. Case, why not? Um, I mentioned it off before the show, but, you know, he's one of the better players in the state and he's a sophomore. That's the scary part. He's dang good. And he might be the best player on that roster. And that's no knock to Titus because Titus year out is an insanely talented basketball player, but case why not? And his just ability to stretch the floor and the fact that he's getting more and more athletic is he's a freak on the floor. And uh, he's probably a talent in North Idaho, he may end up being one of the better players that we've ever seen come out of North Idaho when it's all said and done after his senior year. I'm just calling it now because I know that the recruits are out there looking at him and drooling based on his frame and his ability to shoot too. Um, he's still growing. That's the scary part. Like he's getting taller. <laughs> so, um, and then you got Coeur d'Alene at three, uh, Lewiston at four. I kind of went based off the polls there. We really don't know until they play each other. I think that it's kind of sixes. With those two teams, like it's you could draw them out of a hat and put each one of them at three, and pr- you couldn't complain. Um, I went based off common opponent. Cordelaine played lap way tighter than Lewiston did, so Cordelaine got the three C or three the three ranking. Um, Lewiston's a, a solid team too. I think they're ranked ahead of Cordelaine right now in the latest rankings that came out today. Um, St. Mary's, I've got at five. Uh, Prairie made some movement; they're gaining some ground. They're at six. They um, moved ahead. Camille lost last night to, to Lapway. So Camille finally got one of their first real tests after other than the, the tournament down in New Plymouth. Um, you know, playing Lapway and Lapway just handed it to him. Um, Kellogg, I've got at eight. They're kind of falling down a little bit. They went to the Avista tournament and got beat by Lapway. Um, and then they got beat by that the team out of Tacoma that was their Annie Wright school, which is a, yeah. a private school from Tacoma. Um, I've got Lakeside at number nine, so uh, I don't I've know got, if we got what. <laughs> yeah, I messed I messed up the graphic. I've got Prairie in there. No, the Prairie <laughs> was nine last time we did it, but there. Yeah, so Prairie Prairie's up. jumping up. Prairie's moving on up. Um, I really like Prairie's balance. Last year they were good. But, I mean, they had Schumacher last year that was a stud. I just like how balanced they are as a team, and they defend really well. I mean, they just it's kind of like. The old, uh, what was it, 48 minutes of hell where you'd go play in college basketball where they'd press you for like the entire, you know, length of the game. And um, that, I mean, they're just in your face. They're not real tall, but they all, they're all kind of built the same. They're all about six foot one. They're all physical. They're all football players that just get, get in your grill and they'll just mug you the entire game. Um, you know, I like that Prairie team. They're scrappy. I like Kamii too. I think, you know, out of those three teams, if they all get to state, um, I think they could all place. I mean, I'll be honest. I think that they all could take home hardware. Um, if if all three teams get a bid, and, and I'm trying to remember if Lakeside has to play the three seed or not on a play-in game this year instead of getting so. the automatic bid. <laughs> so, I believe that's how that goes. Yeah. Um, and so you know, Lakeside's the team that's sneaky that's out there because of their losses. I'm I'm looking at the record. Their losses are all to bigger schools. Um, they've beat some solid teams, obviously beating, I believe Kellogg once. So, or Timberlake, Timberlake, sorry. Um, one time. So, you know, Lakeside's a team that's missed out a couple of games due to COVID from Washington schools. Um, 
you know, they're out there. Genesis Prep is lurking too. They're five and two right now. They're having a good season, but we haven't really seen them hit the meat of their schedule. So their record's kind of inflated playing a few JV teams of bigger schools and then playing Clark Fork and, you know, a couple of smaller teams. So, um, you know, I don't want to put a ton of weight on that record. Bonner's Ferry's out there. They're a team that's got a couple big tests in front of them. They're playing St. Mary's coming up. Um, and then Logos has missed some games due to COVID uh, and stuff like that. And then holiday break and everything. So they've only got one loss, which was to Lapway so far. But they've got a tough stretch in front of them with with Potlatch, Kamii, and Clearwater Valley coming up too. So, Yep. And, and just to reiterate, since I messed up the graphic, it's Lake City 1, Lapway 2, Coeur d'Alene 3, Lewiston 4, St. Mary's 5, Prairie 6, Kamii 7, Kellogg 8, Lakeside 9, and Genesis Prep just missing out on that poll. And I'm going uh, to throw another team out there. Too. Okay. Moscow is a team to watch right now. They've got a five-game stretch in front of them. They've got Kellogg, and then they've got home and homes with Sandpoint and Lakeland. They very possibly could win their next five games and be 10-5 and five going into the backside of their schedule. Um, so that's a, another team to kind of keep your eye on with the Moscow Bears. Um, have some winnable games in front of them and the ability to play pretty tough. I mean, they played Coeur d'Alene tough. They played Lake City tough for about three quarters. Um, so the Bears aren't really a team to sleep on, but another team is kind of floating around out there. Yeah, I was going to ask you about this. There's not a single 4A team in your rankings anywhere. So, what I mean, what do you make of this race between Lakeland, Sandpoint, and Moscow? Um, on the boys' side, I think it's a little bit more balanced than it is on the girls. Uh, I think there's a little bit more distance. Sandpoint's kind of distancing themselves right now um, between Moscow and, and, and Lakeland. But uh, on the boys' side, Sandpoint's had some struggles. Um you know, their, their record isn't the flashiest and, and Lakeland's got talent. You know, we don't know that they have got players. Um, so it's kind of a matter of who's going to be able to put it together in the district tournament. It's going to be a battle. We're going to get a team probably with a losing record um, going to state from the north again. And, you know, maybe don't be deceived by it because we've seen what Sandpoint can do against some of the other 4A teams when they went down south last week in the girls' side and did really well. Um, so, I mean... You can't really take these teams lightly. We saw Lakeland do it last year at State by going and, and placing and bringing home hardware, you know, with a, a record that wasn't the flashiest or the prettiest, but they just had dudes that could play last year. And I think that we'll see the same maybe from Moscow this year. This is where the combined 5A, 4A league is going to hurt those 4A schools. Yep. I, I think you can pretty much pencil it in that whoever wins that league is probably going to get the eight seed based upon mm -hmm. uh the bids, the bids don't change in terms of representation around each district, but uh, once the eight teams are decided, they then get seeded one through eight based on the max preps ranking. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Moscow does make it on the boys' side that they're at least a seven seed. I think that they might get ranked a high above like the number four team from District 3 um, just based purely on, you know, kind of where they've been at. Um, you know, I think that if, if they have to play a team – you know, there's a team that had a play-in game to get into that they may get precedence over that one. I don't know. It they're gonna whoever it is is gonna have a tough road. You're either playing you know, one number one team or the number one B team. I mean, let's be honest, because the one and two seeds are not really much difference between the two. 
Yeah, uh, I agree with that. And Moscow, I think I'm with you. I, I kind of give them the edge right now. They've got the best point guard in the league, Jamari yep. Simpson, who is yep. just a stud. Um, I, th- I think that tilts it in their favor a little bit. But Could you just little- imagine if Zach Johnson had stayed? <laughs> or, or, uh, <laughs> or sorry, not uh, Zach Johnson. Um, Blake Buchanan. Blake Buchanan had stayed in Moscow. <laughs> right. <laughs> You'd have, I mean, they'd be a legit title for a title contender, but yeah, <laughs> they got to the state championship game, uh, Blake's freshman year. And then he, yep. and then he, he and his family moved to Coeur d'Alene. So, and, and look at what he's doing at court at Lake city. So, <laughs> right. Yep. No doubt. Um, uh, one last footnote here before we get out of here, uh, Lake city, Coeur d'Alene and post falls all went down to, uh, Boise last week to play, Eagle Meridian and Bishop Kelly in a three games in three days type of deal. And uh, Wayne to our great uh, broadcaster for IdahoSports.com, kind of parked himself at Meridian and uh, each night. So he got to see all three teams from the North. Uh, he, he said uh, to, to him in his eye, Lake city is, is the five, a team to beat. And he's seen a why he and Eagle play this year. And he still mm-hmm. says Lake City's the team to beat. And he said he was really impressed with Coeur d'Alene too. He said he wouldn't be surprised to see Coeur d'Alene at state. So, yeah, I mean, defensively, they're, they're a really, really, really tough team defensively. And I know they kind of hang their hat on that. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do in their league schedule. Now they've kind of made it through new years and everything you know, defensively, that it's just going to be that you know they held Titus year out to for what for him is a marginal game. I mean, he was in like the high teens for points. I mean, they held him under twenty points. So I mean, you're doing something right. Uh, obviously, Case why not kind of went off in that game, but uh, <laughs> you know that's it's a tough it's a tough draw or tough ask to ask for you know hold all five guys on the floor from Lapway. Um, you know you've got to do somewhere, but Cameron Cope plays tough and inside and they get great guard play um and defensively too i mean they're great around the perimeter so the the vikings team is is going to be tough i really think that they're i mean that's why i've got them at three right now just because i think that you know you look at tournament time and what you need from your teams and guard play is probably the number one you know when you get to state tournament we see it ear in and ear out guard play kind of determines how the teams finish um especially in the first round because you got to have the pace of play and you got to be able to keep the stability on the floor and limit turnovers. Cord Lane does limit turnovers. They really do a good job protecting the ball. They just maybe don't score every trip down the floor. That's maybe their one downfall offensively. Um, but they make up for it on defense. They'll force turnovers and they'll be able to get their transition buckets too. Yeah, it's a nice system that they run with with their second year coach John Adams. So, yeah, uh, those those are some hoops thoughts as we uh, we're we're back into the new year, twenty twenty two. Conference play finally starts up north for those smaller leagues. Um, yep. So we'll we'll find out where everybody sits pr- pretty quick here, Ryan. Yeah, we'll know a lot more next week too after the games uh, from last night and then the games this weekend. We've got some good ones in three A. There's gonna be some great matchups as they're entering league play too in the IML. Um, so yeah, we'll have a, have a whole slate of stuff coming up next week for the show. Plus we'll get a preview, um, some big stuff for wrestling, like with Coeur d'Alene and the other teams up North heading to Raleigh lane and, and doc Buchanan down in California. We'll talk a little bit more about that one. Cause that's a, a huge tournament that Coeur d'Alene is going to be represented at down there too. Yeah. It's going to be so fun, uh, to watch them go compete on a, on a big national big stage. stage yeah big stage <laughs> <laughs> so and i believe that blackfoot's down there as well as nampa this year so uh you got three teams from the state of idaho going down to that tournament's pretty awesome 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun for sure. So, all right. Uh, again, North Idaho game night up and running uh, for the new year. Audio only broadcasts. Uh, easiest way to find out which games we're broadcasting is to go to our site, idahosports.com, and click on the game streams tab on the homepage. That'll show you uh, the broadcast schedule, not just for for up north, but uh, across the entire state of Idaho. So, uh, Ryan, have, have fun uh, calling games, and uh, we'll, we'll see you back here next week. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the North Idaho PrepCast. We'll see you next time on IdahoSports.com.